Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, honey. Hi. I think we should let people know how dedicated we are to doing this podcast. <laughs> Every time we try to do it, there's a new issue. Uh, technology. With the uh, technology. Yes, dedicated in the fact that connection took more than 30 seconds and I didn't give up. It took three emails. You know, I was listening to a podcast that's called And This Is Why We Drink. And they were Mm -hmm. complaining about how they always have problems linking into their podcast app, their studio app, so that they can record. And every time it's something different, you are not alone, people. The struggle is real, but we persist. I think it might have taken us longer to get this podcast episode started than it took us to read the entire book (laughs) and discuss the book. Because this book was very short. Yes, it was. Well, it could be because it is raining outside. I thought about that. (laughs) I mean, the internet is in the ground. So why would the rain cause issues? Oh, would you? So how was your day? Anything new? No, I just ran a bunch of errands and was kind of productive and did my notes for this. And here we are. So I'm I'm proud of myself. I got some shit done. And then after this, I'm going to watch some football and oh, relax. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Odyssey fair that we went to a little bit or no? Oh, the Oddities and Curiosity Expo? Yes. Sure, we can talk about that. Go ahead. So we went last weekend. Rachel asked me if I wanted to go to this thing. And I thought, no, she doesn't ask me if I want to go to a movie or someplace normal out to lunch. <sighs> And it's like, this is my opportunity to finally get to spend time with you and the grandchildren, which is few and far between. So after verifying that it wasn't going to scare me or scar me, I agreed to adding yet another trauma to my life and going to the oddities fair. And it was actually, it was quite interesting. A lot of it is what I expected with taxidermied animals, which was kind of creepy, but You know, there was all kinds of jewelry. There was all kinds of art, which was amazing. We met a really nice woman. Her fan art, well, her art in general, is called Carlations. Yes, let me look up her Instagram account just to double check. Yes, her thing is Carlations, which I guess is like Carla Creations. And it's Uh Carla W-Y-Z gala g-a-l-a is her instagram handle she She had some amazing stuff she really did 
And she was super nice on top of it. And we chit-chatted for a long time about the podcast and about her artwork. So you guys should check her out because Rachel picked up some things from her that were pretty amazing. And I was jealous. I got three things from her. One of them is a Farah and Rosand art piece from the Akatar series from Sarah J. Moss. And one of them is a... Medusa piece and then one of them was a piece I actually got for one of the girls which was a portrait from Disneyland's Haunted Mansion if you've ever done that ride when you first go in the elevator there are pictures on the wall and then as they expand you see it's like a portrait but then it's actually how that person died so it's the girl who was a tightrope walker who was over a crocodile. Mm -hmm. So that was the third piece I got from her. Did you put those on our Instagram account? Did you post any of your artwork that you showed of your office? On our Instagram? No, I didn't. All I posted on our Instagram was a picture of the two of us at at the expo. Well, you have such amazing fan art stuff up in your room. I thought maybe you would want to show everybody but yeah check her out carla is an amazing artist i'm super jealous i can't call myself an artist but i guess i am in a way i don't know yeah that was my favorite part of going to the expo was seeing all the different artists and the creepy stuff the cute stuff they are pretty amazing even the people that were doing taxidermy i'm not into that but they're pretty creative in how they set things up yeah they are I can't remember the guy, the other artist that we all bought artwork from. I really liked him and he was also super nice. I love talking to people because I was in customer service for decades. So it's really easy for me to talk to people. And of course, to connect with somebody that is a creative person, I always want to ask them questions like, what kind of medium do you use? How do you come up with your ideas? How, you know, when did you start doing this? He was super friendly and his artwork was stunning, beautiful. I think you're talking about the one that I bought the book from, right? Yes, yeah. His name was Curtis Reykjavich. And so his Instagram is Curtis with a K, R Y K O V I C H. He had yeah, some people... really, really pretty stuff. Oh. Yeah, he did. I still have to hang mine. You're way ahead of me, but I've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just swiveled in my chair and looked at the plethora of shit I have all over my craft room. Looks like a bomb exploded. Like, oh God, it's so sad. I was very motivated a few days ago, I think it was, and I did a bunch of stuff in the office. I reorganized a bunch of stuff hung up a bunch of artwork that I had prior to the event, hung up the artwork I bought at the event. It's pretty proud of myself. I made a whole list of shit I was supposed to do and Uh I got almost everything on the list done. I was very proud of myself. It looks great. I'm actually jealous. There's some things you have that I would like that I covet. For the art? Yeah. Yeah, I've been collecting Sarah J. Moss fan art for years. So my office is slowly 
getting more and more full. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. She's announced that she's doing seven more books. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of wall space. I'm going to have to get very creative. You'll figure it out. I have no doubt you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I um, did take my dress in to have it hammed for the book signing. And my God, I camped $75. And you actually paid that? There's no fucking way I would have paid that. How am I going to get it hammed? The other place was just as expensive. No, no, no. I would have just cut it with scissors, gotten some (gasps) iron sticky tape, and just called it a fucking day. (laughs) There's no way. Well, the problem is, because I can sew a little bit is the bottom the dress it's to the ground and it really really flares so it's the fact that there's really tons and tons of fabric that needs to be cut off and hemmed and it wasn't hemmed straight to begin with because I ordered it online I'm paying almost as much of what I paid for the dress but they were saying god this dress is beautiful It's actually really nice material because I told them I bought it online. I didn't even get a chance to look at it. They're like, well, it's really nicely made. The fabric is beautiful, but the hem is super crooked. And it's because the circle of the skirt at the bottom is so huge Mm -hmm. that it takes a lot of work to um, They have to do it all by hand. Okay, well, we will post a picture of us, I'm sure, from the release party. And we will also probably post a clip up of the hem (laughs) (laughs) yes we will and people that listen to us or follow us they better all like it because my god because i was thinking well i need it for this party i need it for halloween next year Mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do with that dress you know besides be a fae i could be an angel i could be mother nature i could be all kinds of things in that dress so you ready to talk about this book yes i am And how isn't it different than the book we yet again announced we were going to be reading? Well, it is different, but actually we gave up on the last book early enough that I think when I edited last week's episode, I was able to just remove the announcement of what that book was completely. So I don't even think we... We announced it in the episode when we recorded, but when the final episode was released, I don't Mm -hmm. think the name of that book was included. But yes, I got about halfway through the book that we had decided to do for this episode. And I was bored out of my fucking mind and was like, I can't do it. You were not that far into it, thank God. And so we pivoted, we switched something to something else. And actually, this book is very short. That's part of the reason why we chose it because we switched so last minute that we needed something really short to read in the time span in order to get this whole thing done. So today's book is actually a little less than 80 pages. I think it was 77 pages Mm -hmm. in length. So it's a big short story well considering the fact that i was bored out of my mind and i have the attention span of a gnat there's a lot of times i read some of the books we pick for this podcast that i don't like with a box of tissue next to me because i'm sobbing that i have to read it so i'm glad when you when you offered up i wasn't far enough in it to be super bored with it yet but when you say that you're bored with a book i listen I'm like, okay, done. Let's pick it up. (laughs) It's already in the trash. What's next? Well, the book that we did not end up doing was 
the first book in a series. It was a reverse harem. And so of course, it's going to be a little bit slower in pace because you're setting up a whole series, right? So I give it a little bit of leeway for that. But at the same time, I was just bored so much. So I didn't even get halfway through before I was like, this feels like it's dragging. Nothing's really happening. I don't really care about the characters. Just wasn't doing it for me. So I'm glad we switched and picked this book. This book was written by a new author to us. This is a shifter book, which I always love shifter books. Yeah, who doesn't? Yes, the book is Defended by the Alpha, book one in the Aspen Ridge Pack Mountain Rescue Series by Luna Wilder. Luna, I love that name. And she's Mm -hmm, doing a wolf shifter. It's perfect. Yes, I think she does a lot of shifter stories. Oh, and I have to tell you, I went to my garden club on Thursday and one of the women there wanted to come over to help me with something. I'm donating some stuff for the club and she wanted to come over Saturday. And I said, oh, I can't because I'm doing a record. I'm recording our podcast that day. And she goes, podcast? I guess she didn't know we did a podcast. She's like, what kind of podcast? Do you know how hard it was to explain to her what, <laughs> what, our, <laughs> what a podcast is? Um, oh, geez. And what a shifter romance is. She's like, what do you mean? I go, you know, how old is this lady? They're old. I'm like one of the youngest people and I'm 66. So these people are old. (laughs) I go, you know, like vampires or werewolves or, you know, and she's just looking at me and her, the crinkle in her eyebrows is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, there's millions of people that are into this topic, lady. I can see you judging me. Don't be judging me. Yeah, what the heck? I thought it was kind of funny because she just looked at me like I was out of my mind. But it's not the first time someone's looked at me and I'm sure it won't be the last. So it's fine. Yeah. So here, exhibit A. Shifter. Wolf. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Starts with Inigo, who is the male love interest who is the wolf shifter. It starts at his point of view and he says, I finally found my mate. Now he just needs to keep her alive. And then we find out that the girl, her name is Ellie. And she ends up in this town in Aspen because she's trying to get away from her stalker. And when she opens her eyes, she sees a strange man standing over her. And he tells me, I'm not your stalker. And he says, I'm your faded mate. And that's how the book begins. That's basically how the first two chapters go. So are we going to talk a little more about it? I don't think we're going to skip the first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, You called her Ellie. I'm going to call her Elle. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I I don't really care either. So (laughs) she's walking in the snow near a cabin that she rented in Alaska of all fucking places. Yeah, I'm like, go to Mexico. What the hell are you doing in Alaska? She is me in the snow, though, because as she's walking around in the snow, she thinks, I thought this would be a lot more fun. I think as I huff and puff my way through the snow (laughs) and I a hundred percent relate. I love the snow. I think it's fucking gorgeous. But once you're actually in the snow, walking around, you're cold, you're wet. It's bright as fuck because it's very reflective. Oh yeah. Not, I just look at the pictures of the snow, I think, or look at it from the ski cabin, which I've never done, but that's how I would do it. I would be the one that would be in the lodge while anybody who was actually outdoorsy was out traipsing around and skiing. 
Well, that's where I spent my one and only ski trip was in the lodge. After seeing someone get knocked unconscious in front of me while trying to get on the chairlift, I, I wouldn't even be able to go on those things. I, I wouldn't even attempt it. I know myself. I'm terrified of heights. You have to get on this thing, fucking go in the air, and then jump off of it when it's time to ski. No, no, no. I can't do it. Well, I was much younger and I was trying to impress a man. But as soon as I oh saw my- that person knocked out, I was like, I'll be hanging out in the lodge. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Nice. I don't know. I didn't know how to ski. I don't know how to ski either. I've never even put on skis. I've never put on a snowboard. I've never done any of it. And I have no desire. I'm good. Well, I have no desire now. I will for sure go and I will make a mean ass snow angel or snowman or have a snowball fight or do a little tobogganing on a bunny hill. I'm all Mm -hmm. for that. But just like you, to get on a ski lift I I didn't even think about the fact that I also don't like heights. Didn't realize you have to jump off the seat until much later in life. Yeah, I'm not Mm. interested. Thank you. Yeah. So in the first chapter, I don't know how quickly you're going to go through this, but I did want to point out that I like the fact that she points out that she is a romance writer. Her best friend is also a co-author. Her co-author, her name is Tessa. And their romance books are about shifters. She is. That's what she does with her BFF. And she's actually on this vacation in Aspen Ridge because a few months ago, she started getting stalked by somebody. 18 months ago, her father passed away. So she's trying to have a vacation, get away from the stalker, relax. And she also thinks about how it would be nice to be outdoors because she's been cooped up so long because she's been afraid of the stalker. I don't know if going to the fucking snow is my idea of being outdoors, but she's very different from me. Very different from me too. And to go by yourself, if you have a stalker that's after you, has she never watched a scary movie in her life about stalkers? Well, apparently not, because chapter one actually ends with her getting attacked by the stalker and passing out because I'm assuming he chloroforms her or something. I have to say, before this happens, just a couple of things. She's walking near the woods and she sees some shadow and she starts to wonder, is it a polar bear or a moose? There are no polar bears in Alaska. I had the same thought. (laughs) And she's like, oh, she's thinking she's going to see it. She wants to see it. And my note at that point is run like the wind, girl. What the hell do you mean? Either one of those things can kill you. Okay, Google does say that polar bears are believed to be found only in Alaska in the U.S., but I would never think of seeing one in Alaska. Maybe that's just me, but also what the fuck if you see one like you're saying, run like the wind. Yeah, I thought they were only in the North Pole. Yet another reason why I will never go to Alaska. I'm terrified. Polar bears are the only bears that will hunt you and stalk you and play with your food. I mean, I'm afraid of all bears, so it doesn't really, they don't have to give me a reason. (laughs) Yosemite, uh, forget it. Grizzly bears, no, I'm terror. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay, anything else you want to point out before we go to chapter two? Yes, that as she's fighting this guy, she is able to scream at him. She's able to scream and he yells, bitch, and he, he does chloroform her. Oh, and he's wearing a ski mask, which doesn't really matter it just matters later on when she meets the male main character that's how she's able to tell 
that Mm -hmm. her love interest and the stalker are not the same person. So chapter two is from the male love interest's point of view. His name is Nico. We find out that he started running the Aspen Ridge Mountain Rescue a year ago. He was previously in the army for eight years and he had joined the army when he was 18. So now he's in his late 20s and he wanted something different after the army. So he started working here. He has a couple army buddies that work with him. Their names are Davis and Gunner. They started a couple months ago. There's also Ash and Flint. They were in the Air Force and a guy named Alec who was a Marine. And they're all shifters. Some of them are wolves. Some of them are bears. (laughs) And Nico goes out to make some of his rounds When he does hear somebody scream for help and he gets a little bit closer, he smells her and realizes that she is his mate. And I liked how he describes how she smells. He says that she smells like lemons and sugar. And I like the fact that his wolf instantly starts to speak to him and say, save her. He snaps at me and he's thinking, I'm working on it. I like that too, when they have conversations with their... Mm -hmm. their animal he does go over and rescue her the stalker runs off and nico doesn't follow because he wants to take care of l which of course he doesn't know her name at this point because she's passed out right so the stalker gets away he takes l and carries her into his cabin to check on her and then chapter three is her point of view it's her coming too and she initially thinks that this guy might be her stalker but she quickly realizes that it isn't their eye colors different. Yeah, I wondered why this stalker guy had a f- ski mask on, but then I realized probably only so you could really see his eye color. I mean, I guess it's the middle of the day, so it's not like he's camouflaging with the big black mask, right? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. besides attacking her we don't get much info on the stalker because this is a short story so a lot of questions about the stalker for me remain unanswered even having finished the story we learned a lot of the guys he works with because you said it's a series right yeah yeah so that's probably why i was wondering why are so many people introduced in the book but i'm sure they're all gonna have their own finding a mate Oh, yeah, because we only see her, but then we see Nico and all of his friends and co-workers. Right. So, yeah, I think each book in the series is going to be about one of the guys in this pack. She describes him as being huge, at least a foot taller than me, and twice as wide. He's handsome with dark brown hair and muscles that threaten to tear his clothes. Oh, this is before she realizes it's not her stalker because she thinks... This man needs to stalk someone to get a girl, I think with a frown. You'd think that he'd be able to get any girl that he wanted. Okay, Mm -hmm. I didn't actually like this sentence because... Thank you. I didn't either. (laughs) Hello. People do these sorts of things because of the thrill and because they get off on tormenting other people. Not and they're because, psychopaths. Yes, exactly. Not because they're good looking, not because they have trouble getting girls. Just like people who are rapists a lot yes. of times have a wife, they have a girlfriend, they have significant others, but they don't want something easy. They're sick in the head. And so they want something difficult like this. So I didn't actually That's- like that part. I didn't either, and I was thinking the same thing. Doctors don't look like monsters. They can be very attractive. Look at Ted Bundy. He was 
supposedly, you know, a lot of women found him incredibly attractive. Of course, it was the 70s. But yeah, there's good looking. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his picture now, you're like, is that what they considered really attractive? But I guess in the 70s, he was. They come in all sizes and shapes. Just because they might wear a pretty mask, it's still hiding some ugliness underneath. So Correct. yeah, that part I could have done without. But then she realizes, like you said, he's got different eyes. His eyes are gray. And the guy that was wearing the ski mask had brown eyes. And so she mm. realizes it's not her stalker. And I, of course, love that when he sees the bruises on her, he goes into the stabby for you mode. Yeah. Where he says... I'm going to kill him. And she responds, it's okay. They'll fade in a few days. And he says, it's not fine, but don't worry. I'm going to make him pay. No one hurts you. Yeah, I highlighted that too. And yes, he is very, very direct with her because he tells her right away that you're my faded mate. I think his exact response is something like, I'm not your stalker, but I am your faded mate. <laughs> Yeah, and I put a note here after getting to know him. Uh, so it's a frying pan fire kind of situation with them. And it, it's not like uh, shifters are well, nobody knows about shifters. Well, it's funny that you say that because he's not technically her stalker. But at some point later in the story, he thinks if she doesn't stay in town after her vacation, I'll just move to live in her same city because I need to be near her. Yes! <laughs> So I'm, that's why I put frying <laughs> pan fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, this poor girl. She must have some amazing pheromones coming off of her. Something, yeah. He did make me laugh, though, because he thinks right after, of course, he says, I'm your fated mate. Then he thinks, I wonder if maybe I should have at least gotten her name before I told her all of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Very good idea there. Oh, uh, I love her reaction to him telling her. Okay, what does she say? She's all a shifter, what kind? He says a wolf. And he says, I know you're not a shifter. And she says, no, but I write about them. He, she's very open to it. She immediately asks him, can I see your wolf? I, I love how it's very different than any other book where people don't know about shifters and society are. I like that she's really accepting of it because she is the author so she is accepting to a point and i had the same note that it moves quickly and she accepts it very quickly until he starts saying stuff like this to her he says we can look at other cabins in town or if you prefer something a little more remote there are a few cabins on the mountain that i think are for sale or we could build something and stalker and then it's she goes um what and he goes our house he goes, this place is kind of small. There's only the one bedroom. So we'll need to have a different place before our first baby. And she goes, baby? Yeah. And he he says, do you not want kids? <laughs> the other thing that I thought was a pretty wild in this section is she's, he says, everybody in my unit is a shifter. She's all, are they all wolves? He's all, no, we have a few bears. And my note is outing everyone he outs everyone and what if she was to freak out i mean that's their secret to tell is it not not only does he out all of his co-workers and friends but when she says can i tell my friend on the phone at some point oh. mm -hmm. and she's gonna freak out because we write about this stuff all he says is can she keep a secret sure go ahead yes 
But she does tell him to slow down a little bit and that she's only there for a week mm-hmm. and uh, to be determined. So she's kind of decided that her week away from the stalker, she'll enjoy it with this hot guy and make it a little bit of a romantic weekend. See where things go. Probably leave at the end of the week. TBD on her end. Him, he's already packed up his whole house and moved back with her to New York if necessary. Right. And I love the wolf says to him, we need to make her love us. He decides at some point that he's going to make her fall in love with him in that one week time period in order to get her to stay in Alaska with him. That's kind of what happens now. She spends the night in his cabin. And this was funny because he's constantly carrying her around because she is a little injured. Mm -hmm. And the next morning he helps her get dressed because they have to leave to go to his work. All it made me think of, and you might remember who these characters were because you remember characters better than I do. When he kept carrying her around and doing all this shit for her, it made me think of the Ice Planet Barbarian book. Yeah. Where the guy basically makes a baby Bjorn for his mate and carries her (laughs) through the woods. Yeah, I don't remember which book that is, but yes, we we have talked about that. About women constantly being carried around like, you know, a piece of luggage. In Ice Planet Barbarians, he carries her around in this sling thing, and then they're constantly stopping to have, you know, sexy times. They don't do that here, but it really made me chuckle because all I could picture was that book and how that happens in that story a lot. Well, at least they have an excuse on Ice Planet Barbarians. It's because the snow is too deep for her to walk through comfortably. But yeah, I would be humiliated. I would be up to trying it and see if I would be humiliated. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess as long as the sex was great every time he stopped. Yeah, sure. I've been humiliated in far worse ways than being carried in a (laughs) (laughs) baby born. (laughs) (laughs) all in the name of good sex you know (laughs) so who knows (laughs) oh god Uh, so anyways they do go to his work this is when she meets all the other guys the other guys go off to search for her attacker and then Nico stays with her no Nico goes off to find her attacker because he wants to kill him and he leave doesn't he leave her with one of his other friends oh that's right yeah they're kind of switching off sometimes nico will go sometimes the other guys will go they're all kind of searching but regardless she's never left alone because they're worried about this guy coming back yeah so i think he leaves her with someone named alec who is a bear shifter okay and i know yeah, so he, he she wants to see Alex Bear, and Nico gets weirded out and says, no. He says, I'll let you see my wolf, but later. It, because they have to be naked, I guess. And she's he's all freaked out that he doesn't want his mate to see anybody naked but him. The next note I have, I think, is from later that night, where they do a little bit of dry humping after they're hanging out on the sofa. Oh my god, yeah, I have a note about that also. Okay, the only note I have is where he tells her, if my mate needs me and wants to rub her sexy little body against mine, then you're always free to do it. I'm your man, Elle. You can do anything you want with me. Sure, that part's okay. But then after she's doing that... 
she whispers, I, I don't know what to do. And he says, I want to lick up the mess you're making in those panties. And my note is, what? This is not hot talk to me. This is disgusting. I want a little more finesse. I would have to ask the guy to leave. Because wow, I, really? Yeah, the mood would be ruined for me. I need a little more finesse and romance. Mm, Well, not me, so just send him to my place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, okay, we're gonna... No, I can't have this conversation with you. Next. I appreciated how quickly Nico realizes that he's clueless when it comes to women because he is a shifter and he always thought that he would just find a shifter for a mate and they don't really have to do conversations. They don't really have to do romance. Mm -hmm. So he realizes... I can't do that here because she's not a shifter and I need to have her fall in love with me. So this is when he really kind of doubles down in getting her to fall in love with him during this one week vacation and actually decides to start having some conversations with her. He finds out he knew her name, of course, but we find out here that she's 23. She lives in New York and that both her parents passed away He is 28. He grew up in Montana and is an only child. They talk about some generic things like favorite color and movie and food. Mm -hmm. And so I have a couple kind of icebreaker basic conversations. They're doing some things out of order here. Obviously, you would normally have those conversations before you start dry humping on the sofa. But it's a shifter. So this is how we do things. Yeah, and the other thing that I thought was a little weird is that his wolf reminds him that the full moon is tomorrow. And it's the first time in a shifter book that, what does that mean? He's going to absolutely lose his mind? I think because the full moon affects them more and he's already having trouble not claiming her. So Mm -hmm. that's why the wolf is like, romance her and woo her very quickly. Because not Mm. only do we only have a week, but we also have only until tomorrow night when we're going to be out of our ever loving minds, I I think is what he's trying to do. Okay. So they they stay inside and they they get to know each other through monopoly and card games and conversation but then he asks her how many boyfriends have you had and she tells him none what about you and he says none shifters don't date so then i was wondering is he a virgin because it's not explicitly stated but he also says Mm -hmm. that he doesn't date and that there's no point of really talking to women when you know they're not your mate So I'm thinking maybe they're both supposed to be virgins, but when they do start hooking up, they sure don't act like it at all. Right. And he also explains to her that there's going to be a full moon that night. You're feeling the mating heat and it's going to be worse with the full moon. I guess not just him feels it, but she's going to feel it too. She's feeling it because... Well, I don't know why she's feeling it other than because she is a faded mate, but she tells him she's feeling it. She just flat out says, like, I'm really turned on. I don't know what's going on. And Mm. that's when he says, oh, you must be feeling the, the mate heat or whatever he called it. She's, of course, 
kind of wants to do some stuff because she is getting turned on, but she's not, doesn't really know what to do, I guess. And he hasn't dated girls before either. My note is that his dirty talk is fucking fantastic. And I didn't have any complaints about his dirty talk or their hookup. You tell me, well, do you feel differently because you didn't like that one thing he said earlier? Well, I'm opening my Kindle because my notes got cut off after chapter nine and I guess in chapter nine, she tells him, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And I go, what do you mean? I'm thinking, what do you mean? My note is, please tell him you have got mad skills. You know, why do you say, I don't know what I'm doing? What are you? Oh, sure. You could be a virgin, but you're not stupid and you do get horny. So what the fuck? I don't get it. I don't know because she says like that one sentence, but then basically from this point on, it's nonstop of them hooking up. And she doesn't yeah. act like she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. So you loved his, his dirty talk. Yeah, I thought it was pretty hot. All the stuff he says to her. He's very direct. He does say, I love you. And then he bites her. And then he has sex with her. All very quickly. At the same time, at one point, when he's going down on her, he thinks about how he has to work his tongue into her tight hole. And then I'm thinking, how's your dick going to fit in there if your tongue doesn't fit? <laughs> right? Do you remember that? Oh, uh, yes. But I think it'll work because I love our conversations. <laughs> I, I Who the hell mother-daughter people have conversations <laughs> like this? I think once he gets her hot and bothered, it's for sure going to work. But she's a little tense because, like I said, she tells him, I don't know what I'm doing. When she's getting ready to give him a blowjob. And I'm like, really? You write shifter books. What do you put in your books? What do they do? Hold that hands? Was, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, maybe she hasn't done it herself, but she probably watches a lot of porn. So she knows what to write. Well, and, then she should um, know what to do, too. Yeah, I guess. But it's like reading a textbook versus actually doing it. I don't know. I did think that it was hilarious at the end of the chapter when they first hook up. She says to him, is it always like that? And he responds, only one way to find out. And then he starts having sex with her again. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> that I like, too. Yeah, I laughed, too. I thought that was that was a good way to answer her. My only complaint about their sexy times is when she does finally give him a BJ. Do you yeah, remember this I've already scene? told you what I think. Yes, when she says, I don't know what I'm doing. And he says, please, I, and my note is, please tell him you've got mad skills. Oh, no, that's not my complaint. They go straight from all their sexy times. They leave the bed. They go to have breakfast straight away. And in the kitchen, she decides to give him a BJ. And my note is nasty. He needs to shower first. I'm laughing so much because... <laughs> How many times have you just been horrified that people are having sex in the kitchen? <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny because I didn't even register. I was so horrified by how dirty he was. I didn't even register the location. L location didn't even matter to me. I was just like, he needs to shower. Well, he does, but you know, I... There's a lot of things I read in these books and I'm like, that's horrible. I would never do that. You need to clean up first. 
Like one book I read, he was going down on her while she was having she was having her period, and I thought I'm fine with having oh, sex God. on your period, but you're fucking having oral sex with her while she's on her period. No, only if he's a vampire, and even then, I don't know if I could stomach it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, she does give him that BJ. And then she says, how was that? And he says, you know, damn well, that was amazing. And she says, I just wanted to hear you say it. And he says, you like me telling you what a good girl you are. Mm-hmm. And then she just says, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I had highlighted that too. That's funny. And I think my notes for the rest of this book are mostly just that shifters must have amazing stamina because they have a lot of sex from this point forward. Yeah. And he needs absolutely no recovery time. They go from one situation to the next and he's just always prepped and ready to go. Walking out the door at one point and his wolf's like, where are we going? We need to stay here. And he's like, for God's sake, she needs to, <laughs> she needs to rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is funny. So in addition to that, the stalker does get caught and murdered, question mark. That's a guess on my part. Yes, he gets killed Um, by Nico in his wolf form. Yeah, but we don't see the stalker. We don't see the stalker get caught. We just see Nico reappear and he's completely covered in blood. So that actually kind of bothered me because we never find out who the stalker was. What was the motive? I don't think that's the point. I mean, it's obviously not the point, but for me, I was just, I don't know. I just wanted to know, like, who the fuck was this guy? He followed her all the way from New York to Alaska. How did he know how to find her? Right. Yes. I would have liked a little more about that, too. But it's a very short book. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I I did want to know something about the stalker. And he just tells her when he's covered in blood, she's like, oh my God, you're all covered in blood. And he says, it's not my blood. So she thinks to herself, well, then it must be my stalker. I like the fact that Nico killed the guy. I'm all for it. Oh yeah. I I didn't care about that. I was fine with that. I just wanted to know who it was and like, what was his motivation? But I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't need a motivation. They're crazy. So then chapter 12 is the last chapter in the book, but it's more like an epilogue because it picks Mm -hmm. up five years later. Yes. Which is actually kind of weird because now all the other guys are going to have their own books. So we know who the, not necessarily the next couple is, but we do know one of the pairs that's going to happen because Mm -hmm. Elle and Tessa were gone for a few weeks because they were having a book signing tour thing nico and l have two kids named logan and james and it turns out that tessa also has two kids savannah Mm -hmm. and miles with her mate ash yeah it was a different way to end a book yeah but i liked it i i thought it was cool and i did think well i guess they're gonna go back in time and have her story about how they met And then they'll do Uh, the other people. Yeah, they're going to have to because... So I looked up the book series and this book is actually the only one that's out so far. The next book releases in February and then there's one book releasing per month until June when the sixth and final book releases. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, I did see that too, because I was like, I would read the next book because I want to find out what's happening. But yeah, it wasn't out yet. And I'm like, well, that's a bummer and a blessing because I have too much other shit I want to read. I agree. I'll probably will read the next book in this series. I didn't look up which guy it was or which couple it was or anything. I just looked up the release schedule. So she's doing a rapid release, which is kind of nice. I like that. Yeah, I do too. But for me, I like when a lot of books drop. I like when the whole series drops because like, we'll talk about it later, but I'm reading the T.S. Joyce series, The Promise of uh, the Fall Promise. And I am blowing through those books because they're short. The Wolves of Promise Falls. That's what the series Mm -hmm. is called. And I'm already, if I had to wait a month, I've like, I'm on the sixth book already. Well, but that's only happening to you because you're reading a book series that's already been released. I'm sure when she released those, she probably released them a few months apart. Well, I prefer that everything's dropped, but okay, whatever. So what'd you think of this book? What's your rating? What's your opinion? I was pleasantly surprised with this book because it was short and I didn't know this author. So I think I would give it four wet panties. My biggest complaint was that it was really short and it could have been longer, Mm -hmm. Um, but I did enjoy it. I wanted to know who her stalker was. Why was he stalking her? And there were a few editing errors, which given that it was a short story, were kind of annoying Mm-hmm. But it has good potential for a series. And I'm very interested to see if the next book in the series is going to also be really short like this. Or if this was the short, you know, sometimes the first one is like a novella. Yeah. So it's long, mm-hmm. and then everything else is a little bit longer. So in February, when that book comes out, I might look it up mm-hmm. and see how long it is. And I might read that. Angel is standing right behind me whining because it's five minutes after four. And her feeding time is four. How does this dog know that? I don't know. You have to wait. Just wait. Well, we're almost done. So, yeah. So, yes, I also was surprised by this book. There were parts that I didn't like in the book. Like the panty comment I could have done without. And I would probably give it probably three wet panties because some of his dirty talk was pretty freaking hot. And I'm going to read the next book in the series. Good. So this was a good find for us, which is amazing because we had the opposite problem with the last story. It felt too long. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And There's no pleasing then we us. Had to, well, and then we had to <laughs> abandon that other story because I didn't like it. It was too boring. So mm. this was a, a good little find for us. I only read one other story than this one because I wasted all of that other time reading the book that we ended up not doing for the podcast. One of the books I ended up reading was actually one that I already owned. Proud of myself for that. Oh, good for you. And I probably got it on one of those freebie things. It was actually pretty good. It was called A Breath of Sunlight, and it was by Sydney Winward. Oh, It's super random. It's a fey male and it was a harpy female and she's the one that kind of rescues him. And so it was different. I enjoyed it. I might look up the rest of the books in that series and see if they're about other couples from that book or not. Well, will you help me know when this next book in this series, Defending Defended by the Alpha, drops? Because I would like to read the next book in the series. I'm afraid I won't realize it. 
Mm, okay, I'm gonna have to put it in my calendar. I'm not gonna remember. I don't have a calendar. Boo, what is wrong with you? Come here, these dogs. I'm telling you. So what's the other stuff that you're reading? The other stuff I'm reading is a bunch of T.S. Joyce books, um, The Wolves of Promise Falls, and I've read... I was just going to announce it real fast since you um, were looking something up. Mm -hmm. So second book in this series is called Found by the Shifter, and it comes out February 9th. Oh, okay. I read the fourth book in this series, which is called The Mercy of Promise, which is book four in the T.S. Joyce, The Wolves of Promise Falls. And these are books that she has dropped in 2022 the next book was called the edge of promise that's book five so i just finished that one started the sixth book her writing is because i've been reading i've read almost all of her books it seems to be getting a little darker and a little more developed is what i was gonna say because what goes down in the edge of promise book which is book five is way to me way darker than a lot of her other books the next book is one of your favorite authors Mm -hmm. it is kraken the case by Kay draper and i absolutely love the title i think it's hilarious i do too it's great so that's all we got and you gotta let that damn dog out yeah she won't stop i gotta go watch some football all right have fun all right you too (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, honey. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.